Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trojan Years with your hosts, Alan Bobolik and Joey Wood. You know, there's one other type of life that we really haven't touched on as much. Mm -hmm. And it would be great, you know, I've always we had so much fun with Ryan and Matt bringing yep. on a duo. I think we need to bring on another duo who can talk a little bit more about sports, and, sports and, scene, and life yes. outside of Sturgis yes. High School. So who, who could we get for that? Well, there's there's two kind of main guys that were just sort of they set the social scene for the school. And I think we're talking yeah. about Dave Carey and RJ. Oh, Miller. man, if we could. If, we, we couldn't book them like they're too, too good for they're us. They're big timers. Unless. Well, hey, we've got a couple of guests tonight. Another couple guests? Yes, and this is a dynamic duo. Oh, uh, they nice. are, and if I'm correct, they are current golf partners still. This is true. true. That's fantastic. So we have RJ Miller and Dave Carey, oh, a duo going back over 20 years, and they're still getting the job done today. So welcome, fellas. Ah, pleasure to be here, guys. Thanks. So, Long time listener. <laughs> First time caller. First time guest. RJ has been one of the biggest behind the scenes boosters, I would say. Yeah, of the podcast. I don't know what he has planned or what what he's working towards here. But he's I feel like he's like, he, he is working an angle. Yeah. He's stirring a pot. There's something happening. He's like, I've got some stories. And he's like, I'm going to let oh, him go no. first and then I'm going to go second. And I'm like, whoa. I don't know what you're planning here, but so, I hope you. I hope we got. Uh, did we get the disclosure? We need like the. Oh yeah, it's uh, uh, that's that's our goal. Just like <laughs> final edit, right? Yeah. So RJ, Dave, how have you guys been the last twenty years? Ah, uh, it's it's been a good twenty years. I mean, it's uh, it's crazy how long time, how much time has gone by, and everything has happened. You know, you go listening to this podcast to take me back a lot, but right when I got, I, I think most people know I went into the Marines after high school, spent. Most of 2003 overseas in Iraq and got back and did uh, reserve duty out of Lansing, Michigan, where I attended Michigan State. After Michigan State, I ended up in Chicago for about 10 years there. I uh, was a personal trainer, met my wife there. I, I lived with some guys from college, first off, which was a whole different scene. But <laughs> I ended up, uh, met my wife there. Uh, we had one kid and then ended up moving back. We now live in Rochester Hills, Michigan. He actually oh. came back here to open a club. Uh, for Equinox Fitness was the company that I worked for as a trainer. And now uh, about a year and a half ago, I jumped into orthopedic medical sales. Wow. Okay. So nice. I got three, three little ones at home, six, four and 18 months. Okay. And very busy. busy man right there. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. I was going to say getting, if we learned anything from this podcast, getting someone with little kids like that either is a great accomplishment because you're willing to give up that time or you've, been trying to give up your time as much as possible so that you don't have to <laughs> give me a break for the love of god oh rj how have you been uh doing well again listening to this podcast has been great i dug out my yearbook and uh kind of recounting everything i've had a pretty sturgis centric time when i think about it uh after this guy decided to go to the military i changed my college plans and went to uh, the other school where the most of the Sturgis people were, so I went to Central Michigan and uh, so sorry stayed with that. a number of <laughs> uh, other uh, SHS alum, and from there, reunited with him uh, to, to state and did a law school there. Oh, nice. And then uh, moved out here to Metro Detroit. I was here for a while while Dave was in Chicago, and uh, since he's moved back, we, we've reconnected. Met my wife out here, and we are uh, in Clawson, maybe about 20 minutes away. Okay, very nice. 
So do you guys have some uh, of your favorite Sturgis memories that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think Artie and I talked about trying to share like something from school, something yep. from uh, sports, and then something from out of school. So I will start there. I do want to say one thing. Like he, Artie talked about a Sturgis-centric past. It's a funny thing. The two jobs that I've had, and I had a personal training job. I actually got that uh, from an old uh, SHS alum. I met Kellen Egan on a plane or on a train back from Chicago over 4th of July weekend really? 15 years ago. And he worked at Equinox. Wow. And I, I, that's how, that's how I ended up getting the job there. And as I get back into, into Michigan and I'm looking into medical sales, I uh, find out that the, one of the jobs I'm interviewing for Jeremy Barnell's there. Oh goodness. And <laughs> so I would now work with Jeremy Barnell, used to work with Kellen Egan. So it's a very spiritual centric uh, time. I, I've had some great connections that have obviously led some great places for me. Yeah. But uh, if, if we're talking, so you talked about us uh, coming with a in-school story. Just because you're the host of the podcast, I kind of got to say, like, I remember play, playing uh, Euchre in Yearbook, Joey. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's excellent. Oh, oh, the Euchre game. Yeah, so, so we played so much Euchre in Yearbook. I'm not even sure how the Yearbook got done, but we <laughs> did it. Katie Snyder and Sarah Matz <laughs> didn't play Euchre, and they did the Yearbook. Yeah. Like, the rest of us, <laughs> we were trying for that loner hand. That's right. And then, I, sorry, I got a couple, I guess, small ones, but uh, John Malloy, uh, you know, he was a guest of yours on here. Yes. I remember, uh, you know, John joined the football team, I want to say junior year, sophomore year, I don't know, John decided he wanted to play football and he got into the strength and conditioning class okay. for the first time. I remember Jim Leoy running the strength and conditioning class and if anybody was ever in there, whenever you're on leg day, Jim would yell out, lunge time, everybody, <laughs> lunge time. And everybody who was on leg day. Had to go grab forty, go grab forty-five pound weights, put one in each hand, and do lunges up and down the entire length of the basketball court or oh the weight room gosh. at that time, which was brutal for anybody's <laughs> legs. But <laughs> John's first time in class, I'll never forget it because he he said lunch time, everybody lunch time. You see, John, John's just walking towards the door. He thought he said lunch. There is no more John Malloy story than that story right there. Yeah. The confusing lunging, an insanely difficult physical activity with lunging. John Malloy's greatest pastime. Now, Dave, before we go into your next story, RJ, do you have a, a school-related story that you'd like to share? I do. Uh, you know what? Uh, I do have to give a work-related one. There's these undergraduate years. Mm -hmm. uh, our summer gig was at Syndicate Systems. Uh, which was a third shift job in essentially a metal plant where we would make the shelving for Walmart. Yeah, and okay. we would have uh, Rob Wyrick, Ben Pant, and uh, Chris Taylor on Team Long Run, also uh, of the Trinity Crusaders uh, joining <laughs> us. And again, the fact that you gave Chris his sneaky uh, comedy Yes. Uh, in, in a previous one. That was one of the funnest jobs, even though we're up in the middle of the night. You've got Rob on the line next to you and Ben Pant bringing his his antics and Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, one of my favorite jobs. <laughs> I cannot even the, imagine that. Yeah. In school. So the trades programs, you know, uh, we have to give a shout out to Miss Penner, who did a wonderful job of dealing with Josh Walworth and I, who, you know, as you noted, can be a bit of a handful with the uh, computer-related antics at the yeah. time. Yes. <laughs> um, but she was amazing with how she would 
uh, have fun, but also make sure that we were learning uh, what we needed to do. And then a related story after that, we were able to be part of the SHS tech department. So about half of our day was doing that. And uh, the good deal was that was a paid gig. You can't get much and even better was we got keys to the entire facilities. Oh, no, no way. No way. Oh. Which I'm sure you handled in a responsible manner at all times. <laughs> yes. So, you know, uh, not only was it like the high school, but Eastwood, you know, we were running the cables and uh, setting up all the machines. And uh, one time we were able to get down in the basement, which I'm not sure if you've been there. There's, uh, oh, yeah. Joey, you would. There's oh. so much primary sources. <laughs> I think I think we've all been down in the tunnels. I used to go walk okay. around. Okay, Dave. Yeah, the wrestlers <laughs> would get into the tunnels. Uh, so we were down there, and we came across uh, some of these '70s uniforms. Oh wow! Which proved to be pretty valuable that winter when we were elected oh. to host Winterfest. Yes. And you guys came out in those uniforms. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always and... wondered where you got those uniforms from because it was fantastic. Oh, between <laughs> you and those uniforms and Detweiler and the Speedo, I mean, there was there was a lot on display at our school. Let's just say that. Yeah, most of us had like the warm-ups on, but you know, this was during the era of the, you know, a few years after the Fab Five. Yeah. And shorts, male kneecaps were never shown. Correct. But Rob Weirich, <laughs> yeah, in the seventies basketball oh. uniform. I mean, I know, I know, Hutch won uh, best dancer, but at that moment, announcing Rob Weirich for my money, <laughs> pound for pound, best, best dancer, pound for pound. <laughs> pound for pound, and pound for pound. <laughs> Oh, those, those are some great memories. Oh gosh! Now I know, uh, Dave. Uh, you you kind of had not only were you a legendary personality in our class, but your house kind of was a legendary personality in our class. So can you tell us a little bit of maybe some of the outside of Sturgis High School, uh, your favorite memories that, that we can put on a podcast that some of our teachers are. Going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I know that RJ is going to have, like, the, the number of times everybody is out there at the house, you know, with bonfires and the number of couches and chairs and everything else that got thrown onto those bonfires and just uh, crazy. just preparing you for life at Michigan State. It really was. Uh, you know, in in hindsight, it really did prepare me well for that. But yeah. the, uh, man, I, like, I, I have, uh, I found it going, I went back home and I was going through some old, uh, you know, I have my, um portfolio over here and i have my mom i have like five bins at home of oh. random stuff from high school like every report card that i ever had from holy oh. angels which no. rj just, hey don't don't give rj the props of going to holy angels he didn't go to holy angels by the way you guys said <laughs> you know what? i didn't want to start this podcast by airing of grievances <laughs> but you know what it's open <laughs> you don't, it's it's you know, i'm not looking at you mr president i wouldn't dare speak towards you but al <laughs> In my update, you attributed me to Holy Angels. I attributed to Holy Angels? Yes. Oh, yeah, you did. I thought I said Trinity. No, no, <laughs> it's fine. No, it's fine. No, hey, we have we, been back corrected now. This is we've good. had a chance I'll, to correct the record. I could feel I the animosity through the screen 
And I have not experienced that in a while. I feel better now. Let's proceed. I didn't want to bring that negative energy. Dave brought it up. We, we talked about it at golf. I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move forward amicably. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, you guys, well, that one, I have my eighth grade, uh, like class photo of Holy Angels too. And you guys have been attributing a lot of people to Holy Angels that I don't, I didn't remember. And some of them were right. <laughs> some people were wrong. putting down Holy Angels. Maybe they're just putting down Holy Angels, seeing if we'll put it on there for, I don't know who went to Holy Angels. Uh, I went to Walls. I have a great uh, one of the confirmation class, Jared Feebig, uh, Hutch, Andy Kaiser, Oh, Holly uh, Rowe. It's a, wow. it's a good one. Wow. Yeah. Trinity was bringing it too here. Yeah, like, we were probably yeah. selling too short, being just a Congress versus Wall. Is that like Holy <laughs> Angels had a good crew and Trinity was bringing yeah. it? So yeah, oh. yeah. the uh, but back, I actually have uh, what I found in that bin was a backyard football league sign up. I know we talked backyard football was brought up a few times. I know Al Al was part of it. Uh, this sign-up sheet that I have is actually from Nastadio's team or some or somebody's oh, man, team. Like okay. we, we we had flyers put together with like you had some roster slots on there, and you had to like uh, it was a due date for them and everything. <laughs> and this is this is before Canva. This is before you could actually do that. So like you're you're making this by paper. You're getting out the dot matrix printer. You're you got some, <laughs> got some time into this. This is awesome. We well, made it happen. We made yeah. it happen. Well, we uh like myself, James Miller, Hutch, and Brad Barkby, we bought our own. We bought some camo tops. We ironed on letters and ironed on our nicknames on the back and stuff like that. It shows that we, if you guys had spent yeah. as much time on backyard football as you did on actual football, <laughs> <laughs> you know, now that the area of grievances oh. is out there, RJ, we're just going to go there. We're just going to take it there. We've already established we won the three games we had to our senior year. So that, that's all it was needed. Yeah. Mr. That's President, right. I love how you came in. You, you gave us a little credit on the Haller Wolf. Yeah. What's hilarious is not only did, did we have that GPA, but our left tackle, Rob Weirich, uh-huh. also was the lead in the play. Uh, yes. Yes. The musical. Daddy Warbucks right there. And <laughs> did a duo uh, of A Whole New World in the that's right. show. Who, did, that who did he do the duo with? Megan Kellogg. Okay, man. We need footage of that duo. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect left tackle. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I just looked over to the screenshot I took of the of the backyard football league. And it's uh, this team is Andy Elmore, Mike Cotilla, Drew Desjardins, mm. and Dave Griffin. Wow. Okay. okay. All right. Just just give me the your guys' scouting report 20 years later. Was that a team you feared? Um they don't they're probably not well organized. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, could, I guess Cotilla's a lawyer now, from what I know. Oh. Desjardins, you know, Desjardins kind of the wild card in that situation. You're not no. really sure what he's going to do. That's, good. That's <laughs> right. a good way to put it. I think Cotilla's a software developer in Lansing. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, is he? Clearly, Maybe. we're going to have to go past episode 10 and get him on for episode 11. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Our lives would kill us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that backyard football is, is an absolute gem there, Dave. Uh, RJ, do you have any uh, outside of school memories uh, that you wanted to share? I was thinking Dave's house, but as an honorable mention, I think we have to say Amina Lake. That's where uh, my my uncle, where Brad Berkby's family lived. And also right across the lake was uh, Haller's house. Uh-huh. And, yep, and yep. so a lot of time spent there. If we were on the Haller side, we might have been running the uh, hills on the blacktop 
and then <laughs> jumping in the, the lake afterward or with Brad, we'd get on the pontoon and, you know, play pontoon tag. So Amina Lake, uh, I think, is the other than Dave's house, the, a, the secondary out of school spot. What a great place to learn all the things you don't want your children to do when they grow up. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a pontoon tag. It lets the mind wander to all sorts of places, <laughs> which are legal and safe, but we love it. A stationary pontoon. Okay. Swimming under it. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you have any any other like shout outs to to teachers or anything? You know, we we've talked uh, a bunch about just sort of those important relationships and like the guidance that we received during sort of the just the the nincompoopery of our teenage years that we inevitably got into. Any other additional like shout outs that you wanted to give? Yeah, you know, Mr. Greenfield, Mr. Tim Smith. The like Tim Smith was a my wrestling coach uh, mm-hmm. in all four years. He was you know. An amazing guy, great coach. Like Al, you mentioned band camp. You know, you guys talked about that last time. You guys, I was only there freshman year, I think yeah. maybe sophomore year too. I don't even remember. Yeah. But, <laughs> but do you remember? I do remember Noah being taped to that chair. Yes, <laughs> they put him in the middle of the room and said, "You have ten seconds to get him and everyone else in bed, or you're all going out to march right now." <laughs> <laughs> so and band Noah, camp was hardcore. <laughs> they had. We ripped so much hair off of his legs with that duct tape. And I just remember literally grabbing the railing and swinging into bed as they're count to 10. That's amazing. Those <laughs> uh, band camp. Uh, well, it was only one year for me. It was an entertaining time. Right. I can be- <laughs> oh, the, uh, I mean, the, the sports memory I had that uh, I think uh, any wrestler would remember is, or was going to the Culver Military Academy. Ooh. Which was uh, always a fun meet because you go stay overnight at Culver. They put you like tons of mattresses on the floor. You're staying there. Well, what happened was like uh, all the guys the night before, most of the team shaving their heads. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to shave my head. I'm not going to bed. <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not. I don't need to shave my head. I've shaved my head before. I'll shave. I'm sure I'll shave it again. But I, at that time, I wasn't doing it. And of course, like. I just remember going to sleep. It's hot as hell in there. Nobody could sleep. Like I just passed out because we've been practicing. But of course, I like I remember waking up in the middle of the night, just like randomly, and like looking around and seeing somebody kind of roll or whatever. And I don't know. I wake up and I'm walking down in the morning finally, and I'm walking down to like brush my teeth and stuff in the locker room, and everybody's kind of giving me weird looks, <laughs> weird looks. I'm like, what? What is everybody looking at? And I'll, I get in front of the mirror and like just a patch of hair oh. in the front of my head has been <laughs> shaved off. <laughs> oh my goodness. And I, you know, there's some guys, uh, you guys uh, take a guess on uh, some of the culprits off the, I mean, RJ, I'm pretty sure you'll get the guess this one, but well, anybody come to mind as based on the, the seniors that were captains on that yeah. wrestling team, uh, I'm going to say Andy Elmore was involved. I'll say Drew Desjardins was involved. And I would have thought Brad Barkby was one of the Barkby. leaders. <laughs> yeah, Barkby, Barkby was probably, I think there were Barkby's Clippers. Okay. <laughs> Comes to my, uh, you know, I, of course, screamed at him and chased him out of the locker room at that point. But, you know, yeah. then the rest of my head got shaved. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Oh. <laughs> 
RJ, I, I know one of the reasons we wanted to have you and Dave on was because uh, you guys are more athletic than us. And that's one thing that we haven't talked as much about on here. So do you have any sports stories or coaches or anything that you'd like to share on out with us? Yeah, you know, I was going to talk about some of the unsanctioned uh, backyard football. Again, that was L. It was pretty organized. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, a pretty big culture. You know, we had Dave's house was kind of like Twickingham and uh, <laughs> James's house where maybe we had to dodge a bush here and there you know, <laughs> yeah. close to the stadios. Yep. But for, you know, organized coaching, we have to, we cannot go without talking about Coach Golden, oh. who, if you listen to this podcast, which we all have listened to every single episode at least 10 times, <laughs> of uh, there's a few <laughs> names that come up. Uh, really frequently and you know as coach green and coach golden uh and my very first job was working for their detasseling crew oh uh, detasseling, detasseling yes. crew. yeah which was a pretty i don't know maybe we were 13 at it the was time I'm not sure, it was you know uh and you're you know the corn slicing your eyes and it's wet <laughs> and they're motivating you to get out there and get the job done and you know later having a chance to to work on Coach Golden's football team, he's another, you know, have a lot of fun, just like Miss Penner, but also, you know, make sure that you you get the job done and 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 know the game. And so, occasionally, I'll be making a trip out back to Sturgis to watch Sturgis's greatest current athlete, Lola Barkby. Uh huh. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Bump into uh, Coach Golden, and he's still that that guy putting off awesome positive energy. Love to yeah. see him, and it, it was just really cool to see, you know, what Brad's done, uh, you know, coaching the program. Uh, you know, again, wrestling is one of those sports that's not easy, oh, no. and oh, no. seeing the school send Lola off like they did. There's a, a video on the Facebook where the whole school kind of lined up and then sent her off and it was the first year it was, it was awesome. all chills. yeah and and we were able to uh watch her at ford field the the last couple of times and again that sort of sport to watch after working so hard at the, at the state level you know the winning and losing the ability to deal with wins and losses coach golden and and, and sports are one of those special things that Again, I I don't think a lot of people uh, can appreciate it. We can't because I've never made it that far, but it, it was uh, great to see and, and really proud of her. Yeah, I would say that Brad, even before we did this podcast, and this was last winter, like winter 2021, mm -hmm. he did a very in-depth interview with WBET mm -hmm. about the wrestling program and talked about Lolo and not just about mm -hmm. Lolo, but about the whole team and about how, you know, his time coming up in the Kent Roberts era and there's part as I'm listening to this and I listen to the whole thing, it's probably an hour long. There's part of me that's like, well, why am I listening to this? But then at the same time, I'm like, well, this is this is Brad Barkby. It's Sturgis. It's mm -hmm. a guy that we know, and now he's going back to do good, you know, where he came up. And to me, something sort of resonated with that with me. And it's it, I think about that often as we tell these stories. And it's great to it's great to see that he's back there and great to see the athletic tie-in. I'm grateful for Brad Barkby for doing that and having that interview available to him. Yeah, I love Brad, and I'm very proud of him. Happy that he's there coaching wrestling because I'm sure he's an amazing coach. It's also very scary to think that he's shaping young children's minds. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know Brad. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it is worth noting at this point that when we were growing up, like those were the old legends. Like they were, they were untouchable. They were like gods. And now that we are that age, you realize, oh, they do all sorts of things on the weekends that we don't want to know. Oh, they are not fallible. And then you realize that, oh yeah, okay, this is how they our our Goldens, our uh, Ron Reardon's, our Clipfells were the same way, and and that it, but they gave us the time, yeah. and that's really what mattered. The real question is, when is Brad going to shave Lola's head at the Culver Invite? <laughs> <laughs> While we have you, though, I, I need to tell my favorite athletic moment of my career at Sturgis High School, which was in baseball, and it involves Dave Carey here. We were playing. Oh. Fairly important baseball game. It's JV, sophomore year. And a line drive is hit. We've got the infield in. And the line drive is hit. And since it's been 20 years, I'm going to say I jumped up like three feet to catch it. It, Easily. Caught the ball. Best play of my life. The runner on third has taken off. It's an easy double play. Dave is at third. I grabbed the ball. And a 45-yard foot throw, I maybe go 35 feet with it, bounces away from Dave. The guy comes back to third, tags up, scores the run. So I take this play and I turn it into crap. And then Klipfeld, of course, when we come in from the dugout after we've gotten the the outs, Klipfeld just looks at me and goes, that's a nice play, Joey. Just make the throw next time. And I'm like, all right. Hey, thanks there. So That one's seared in there. I I, I still remember your look at third base of like, Oh, we've got this. No, we don't. He just threw the ball away. <laughs> You'll notice that was a JV for a reason. I thought you were going to tell me I made the scoop. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish. The throw wasn't even scoopable. That's no, how bad it was. It was that bad. You would have uh, made the scoop if it was scoopable. <laughs> oh, guys, oh. thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, Dave, thank you for staying up way past your bedtime. RJ, thank you for fact-checking us and listening yes, on it. It's been so great to catch up with you guys. Uh, I know that in some ways we joke about how we didn't have a reunion and this is kind of our way of just having a reunion with everybody. Uh, but it really was great catching up with you guys. Hey, you guys too. Thank you. Thank you guys. Man, great to hear from those two. Oh, the stories, the the banter. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It felt like being back in yearbook talking with Dave about Euchre and just RJ and the the this football league. There's so many good things yes. there. Their chemistry hasn't changed a bit. Not that's, one bit. That's fantastic to hear. That's and the, again, the relationships remain. Whether and they oh. you know, they were apart for years through time and space. Absolutely. And, and they come back together and you, you fall back in like old times. So it's it was it, awesome. It's to amazing hear. how quickly between them and Ryan and Matt, you just come right back to yep. that point you were twenty one years ago. Agreed. All right, Al, you know what? There is one thing that we have not talked about here on the podcast, and that is 21 years ago. Do you know a baby born 21 years ago Mm -hmm. at our graduation can now drink? We have been out that long. Oh, my gosh. That's well, we probably didn't have one born at our graduation. Maybe we had one conceived on graduation night. Grad bash, maybe. You know what? I have been seeing some of our classmates do have some graduates this year. So (laughs) if it wasn't that night, it was uh, not too shortly after. Certainly. Um, but to talk about graduation, there's really one person for us to bring on that. We must bring in the keynote speaker. Heather, Heather Finch. Finch. Heather Finch, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, reliving memories, traumas. It's it's a great time. <laughs> Sorry for all of that. Yeah. <laughs> part, part of those traumas are me. So I, <laughs> hey, so Heather, how have you been? What have you been up to the, uh, for the last 21 years? Oh, man. Well, um. 
So if I just say that I went to college, well, it sounds like I went to Harvard. <laughs> That's the move that Savina used. Wasn't, yeah. that, wasn't that pretty smooth on her part? Yeah, it was. It was. But I'll, I'll admit because I'm, I'm proud of it. I went to uh, Western Michigan University. I got super useful degree, a double major in creative writing and environmental studies. So, you know, parents <laughs> were thrilled with that. Worked in Kalamazoo for a while after that. Moved back to Sturgis for a few years. Worked for GT Independence, the the nice. the great the great GT Independence. Yes. Um, moved to Milwaukee about ten years ago. Bought a house. Um, I'm now a mid level manager for a Fortune 250 company, and I've got a life. load of laundry going. This is <laughs> just like us. Now, just like us. Yes. Now you said you moved to Milwaukee. Uh, we had Matt Wolf on as a guest, and there was some, some I would say, some slight Milwaukee slander. As yeah. It was compared yeah. to El Salvador. <laughs> Do you want to take just a 10, 15 seconds and, and kind of give a, a Milwaukee booster spiel here? Oh, my gosh. Milwaukee is one of the best cities that I've ever been to. It's big enough that there's lots to do. It's small enough that it's easy to get around. I don't have to make reservations if I want to go out to dinner Friday night. It's great. See, there you go. There now, you go. Do they have a bowling alley as good as Sturgis's? Oh, there's no way. There's okay. no See, way. So, okay. Oh, all right. That puts it in perspective, but I will, I will take back my slander of Milwaukee from two episodes yeah. ago. Good. I apologize yeah. to Milwaukee. <laughs> Heather, so can you tell us a little bit of, do you, what are your favorite memories from high school? What are the things that you uh, think back fondly on? Oh man, there's there's a lot, you know, but I got to say at the top of the list was psychology class, you know, um, you know, between getting hypnotized mm-hmm. and, you know, getting to, to do hijinks in front of the class and uh, Mr. Stark taking half the semester to figure out that my sister and I are actually sisters. Oh, it, it was a great time. Yeah. Were the three of us in the same psychology class? We yes. That's not, that's not thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the most impressed I ever think I was with Heather was in psychology class. Steve Stark starts off a class with a question about uh, is it a salivating dog or okay, you're gonna feed a dog food every day. Uh, in oh shoot, okay, what was the what was it here? Do you remember this, Heather? Because strangely, I have this very okay. same memory. The question, okay. The question was if a dog comes yeah. to the table and you want to break the habit of the dog coming to the table and begging for food, yes. is, are you more likely to be able to break the habit quicker if you feed it every time it comes to the table mm-hmm. or if you feed it intermittently? And all of us go yeah. intermittently. Don't feed it every time. Every and time. We figured it out right away. And it was like, oh, my goodness. She's on a different plane. Yeah, absolutely. Like, why am I in here with her? Yeah. You know, this is I, – I know how to train – dogs people it's just this is what i do it was impressive now the the trivia pursuit games were the highlight of that class though weren't they mm-hmm. yeah absolutely wow that and the videos starring philip zimbardo oh yes yeah. <laughs> the philip zimbardo video you know I imagine, I just imagine Steve Stark in retirement now, every once in a while, between Michigan football games, pulling out those videos and just watching them <laughs> time over time. This is the best, the classic, classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I know that uh, you had a pretty darn good crew in high school. And I know that while watching Facebook, you guys have actually gotten back together not too long ago. So tell us a little bit about uh, your crew, Tracy and uh, Angie and Katie, and uh, the hijinks that you guys had in high school. Well, you know, I, 
I like to say, especially having moved to a fairly large city and, and getting to know people that grew up in a fairly large city, it's, it's really hard to capture just what you'll do for entertainment when you grow up in a small town. <laughs> Um, and, and, and to really, you know, capture that essence, but somehow we just found the most creative pursuits to keep us entertained. Um, I'm so, I'm so lucky to have had them as friends then and, you know, continuing into today because they're just such a fantastic group of people. We're so different and yet we somehow all get along, but I mean, you know, the, the highlight was the secret admirer cards to you, Joey. That was absolutely the the most epic prank. Um, it was great. You guys were fantastic. Yeah, that was that was a lot of, a, a lot more planning than it than it should have taken, but some good luck thrown in there too. Well, the crazy thing is, I'm sure you guys planned like crazy, but all you had to do was fool Joey and a couple of others. Like it wouldn't have taken a lot to to pull one over on us. I still remember my dad and Tyler tracking you guys down and finding you in a car and then not being able to identify you. And then realizing, <laughs> oh, there were all of us from our class and we sent out my dad and my like seven-year-old brother at the time. Okay, all right. There's a reason we're not catching these people. <laughs> Although I got to give Tyler credit. So shortly after i graduated from college i was i was back at back at the old school they had invited me in to to talk about something i don't even remember what i got paid a hot 50 bucks for that gig. <laughs> um and when i got off the stage i see this kid wearing a sturgis shirt and i'm like oh my god that's my hometown and he's like oh my god i'm joey's little brother <laughs> <laughs> he recognized me it was it was pretty good so he learned his lesson from from that yeah. So yes. you made 50 bucks and you were a celebrity sighting for Tyler Wood. Yes. You can't <laughs> beat it. You can't beat it. So Heather, do you have any uh, shout outs of staff members or teachers that uh, you'd like to uh, get on out there? Oh man, this is, this is going to be, uh, this is my hot take. So I got to say Mr. Parker's. Okay. Like, okay. All right. I know for a lot of kids, you know, his class was not their favorite one. He was my homeroom teacher. Mm -hmm. So I got to spend several years with him. Great teacher. Um, but my, my favorite part was the torture to everyone was learning how to type with the monitor off and you're in a oh. you know, box over your, your fingers. So you couldn't see what you were doing, yes. but man, I got to tell you working in an office, there is nothing creepier than when somebody comes up to me and I just turn to them and continue typing. Don't miss a word. It's fantastic skill to have it, it's the skill that is lost on today's generation because everything is with thumbs yeah. but for our generation knowing how to do that if you were a good typer and you could then go to college and type quickly on aim or any of those instant messaging you had a leg up on everybody yeah. you were the social you were the social superstar it's so true it's so true and i do remember back in the college days Angie and I both on our laptops in our dorm room chatting at each other. So yeah, we, we started we started that trend early. Now the kids just text while they're yeah. in the same room. Look, you were always ahead. Certainly. You were always ahead of things. Trend setters. <laughs> so I am so glad that we have you on here to talk about graduation uh, because you were selected by our class to give our commencement speech. So I want to kind of go back into your mind as a senior. What was it like to be picked? And what were your thoughts as you were trying to write a speech for graduation? Well, one, I um, still question that decision to this day. I, I was I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked that I was chosen. 
um, and very honored, of course, it was, um, you know, it was a big deal. I really, I didn't like, you know, I wanted to represent the class. I didn't want to bore everybody. I wanted to say something that would be meaningful and yet not too sappy or sugar-coated. So I, I had to go, I had to go back to psychology. I had to fall back on that. That's, you know, that apparently was my, my high school pinnacle was psychology and, and, you know, using that, the science and, and that kind of, um, that background to inform what I was going to say. Um, you weaved it together so well. And, and in a second, we'll, we'll kind of break down the ceremony. We'll break down your speech there, but you really did put it together very, very well. I know Savina always likes to tell the story of she kind of lobbied very hard for you because she didn't want people to pick her. And I think that it might be the best decision that Savina's ever made was lobbying for you because you gave one of the best graduation yeah. speeches I've ever heard. Thank you. I, um, yeah, that, that it actually, it does mean a lot and it still kind of like makes me feel really good and warm and fuzzy inside today that it was something that resonated with people. Oh, very much so. So let's, let's go back to that day here. We meet in the gym. It is incredibly hot out. It was supposed to rain that day, but it did not. So we got to do our graduation on the football field. We've got Stan the Man Chopa and Kurt Meek who are in the gym with us. And I still remember, do you guys remember, I think it was Kurt who said something about look around because the last time you will see all of you in the same place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And thinking that was so weird and now knowing how true that is, yep. I don't know where to go with that. I just, I just, <laughs> it was a remarkable amount, a moment of um, just sort of, yeah, prescience from Kurt and Meek, I think in mm -hmm. that situation that we saw one side of him as sort of like, you know, the rule follows stickler, but he, he was able to reach that emotional tone in that moment. And then, so we then come on out, they lead us, we've got them in the school board, they're leading, and then we're in our black and our white gowns. And I did notice though, there's a considerable gap between us and the administration. I don't know if we practice never necessarily following them on out, but they're walking at a pretty brisk pace. And there's about 20 or 30 yards and then there's us. So I feel bad for the orchestra who's playing pomp and circumstance for at least about 15 minutes yeah. here as we are walking around the football field to get into our seats there. And it is really a painful song to play. As as I, I was in orchestra, and I can say firsthand experience, I was so grateful to be graduating and not playing that song again. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the true highlights is you never have to play that song again. Now, I will say, I, my dad, I'm pretty sure, is the guy who is recording the, 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 the recording that I watched. And it's great because in the recording, you see all of the parents who are getting out their old cameras oh, and their yeah. old camcorders, uh -huh. and they are filming everything. And for my dad, every every like two minutes, he has to inch over three or four feet because another parent has sort of gotten in his way. <laughs> By the time Joey Wood is coming on out, you can barely see me, but I give Dan Wood credit. He stuck with it. Nice. He got that shot got there. So. I wonder how many of those VHSs exist. I think I'm just like, well, it's, it's all garbage. The camcorder is gone. The tape is gone. But a couple relics survive have survived the 21 years. Yeah, yeah. You said you 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 still have your dad's uh, copy, right? I did, and I loved watching it because it just really um, encapsulated uh, my my father in so many ways. One, he only recorded when me and my friends were graduating. Okay, <laughs> um, so you know, because you got to save that video space. Oh yeah, for, for whatever whatever comes next, which in this case was film of three raccoons playing in the front yard, and then a dog show from the early nineties. So, Hold on, I'm, I need that footage immediately. <laughs> 
we need another special episode of just the squirrels and the dog show yeah. footage. Yeah. So, all right. So, Stan, the man show, but he gets on up. He opens things on up. I'm just going to put it out there. He's an okay host. He's not that great. <laughs> he he does introduce the Oster Award winner, the Teacher of the Year. Do you guys remember who the Teacher of the Year in 2002 was at Sturgis? Oh, goodness. It's a good one. We've mentioned her on this show before. Bald, Sally Baldwin? It is not Sally Baldwin. Okay. Uh, it is Mary Halet. Oh, Mary. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you, as Stan's introducing all of the dignitaries, Mary gets the best applause. Well, she deserved yeah. it. Yeah. Way more than Fred Upton. <laughs> then Scott Davidson, school board president, gets on up, gives a speech. It's four minutes and 39 seconds. It's not bad. It's all about choices of what you're going to do in your life. He spends a weird, like, minute and a half in the middle, like, talking about how great the school board is, which I don't think we cared. Yeah. Uh, do you remember anybody who was on the school board? I mean, only Scott Davidson, but that's also because I was in symphony band and he was our director, so. See, he gives a plug. I'm sure there was an election coming on up, but it's like, <laughs> all right, Scott, give us two minutes about us and save it for the commercials there. Fred Upton comes up next. Now, I just want to put this out there. Fred is running for re-election in 2002, yeah. okay? In 2000, he gets 62% of the vote. In 2004, he gets 65% of the vote. In 2002, after speaking at Sturgis High School, he gets the SHS class of 2002 bump, 69% of the vote. Well, it's all those new, we were all new voters, and it's all about name recognition for those little races. So, you know, a bunch of people are just like, well, I'll bubble in Fred Upton since I have heard of this person. Yeah, it, it wasn't because of his speech. His speech was really not that good. No, well, I will say afterwards, I realized that I had addressed him improperly because I, I called him Mr. Upton. So I sent him a letter and Ooh. apologized for my mistake. And he did send me a handwritten note back. So really, you know, maybe the, the vote boost was worth it for, for that. But He made a couple survivor references, uh, made one of Indiana Jones reference. A, a lot of stuff was dated. Uh, <laughs> he ends with Let's Roll, which right after 9-11, you remember that was a yeah. big thing. And he was still clinging to Let's Roll. I was like, oh, wow. It was five minutes and 18 seconds that I don't know if it was a waste, but I, I'm not writing my kid, my grandkids about Fred Upton. <laughs> All right. He had a safe seat anyway. He was fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then we got the choir. Sings Seasons of Love and the old Irish blessing. Now, I don't have to tell you guys, they knock it out of the park. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Marsha Pastelic, those are two great choices. Uh -huh. Well, any, I mean, Season of Love, are they still singing that at graduations? Because they should. Bring it back. Let's bring it back. Yeah. It's nearly a perfect graduation song. And then the old Irish blessing, it's fantastic. Till we meet again. That's one of the lines in it. I, I, again, Marsha Pastelic throws a perfect game. It's incredible. Okay. She's been following mediocre acts, so it was going to be good, but all right, she's good. Rob Olson's up next. Again, he praises the school board. Like, I don't understand why I've now spent three and a half minutes of my graduation listening to why Frank Kalaski is great. I'm sure he's a fine guy. He was great, because but I don't need to hear it. They do his evaluation. That's why. He does come in at three minutes, 47 seconds. So, all right, he's brief. Then they introduce you. Stan, I don't think prepared because his introduction of you is basically just this is heather finch she's gonna read all right he, well he, well and and he says she plays piano among other things yes among other <laughs> things <laughs> it was the greatest like gloss over do you did you play piano at the time 
I did. I okay. did actually play piano. Uh, um, among other that. things. Yeah. Among other <laughs> things. I mean, it wasn't incorrect. Yada, yada. The <laughs> <best part. laughs> All right. Anyway, so let's get to your speech here. Okay. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your speech? So what I talk about is the the value of human connection when it really comes down to it. And I, and I got to say, it was pretty wise for being 17 years old and, and trying That's to throw nice. something together. And it's something that I still very strongly value today, this idea that like the... The, the most important thing in life are the connections that we make with people and whether it's something that's that's short or a long-term connection, like, like all of those really make us who we are and, and make, you know, life worth living. But I talked about how, you know, the memories are formed as a way to talk about how um, the, we will remember if I'm, if I've got the stat right, uh, 90% of faces Yes. Right, that we that we encounter from from high school. Your um, exact quote there is: people thirty five years out of high school are able to recognize around ninety percent of their classmates' faces in a yearbook. Yeah, that's incredible. That is incredible, and it really shows like just how important human connection is to people. And so, you know, I um, encouraged everybody to to stay in touch and to come to the reunions, knowing that. Uh, probably, you know, wouldn't have a lot of other opportunities to interact, which in also holds me accountable every time there is actually a reunion. I got to show up now. Yeah. And that's why you were obligated to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, one of my favorite moments and the one that really like you're doing a good job and then you get to the, which brings me back to psychology class. And then you order, Hey, you, you, and you going to Fred Upton uh, Rob Olson and Stan Chopa and you give them the posters and uh -huh. you just you just order them around and it gets a pop out of the audience and it's like okay this is this is going somewhere I like where this is going so where did you kind of get the idea to have them hold the posters up and where did you did you make those posters I I must have made the posters I mean let's be honest they weren't that good so most likely it was my own art. <laughs> but they're big and they fit in really, really well. Like, I, I disagree with you on that. I think they're actually pretty good. Do you know what became of those posters? I have no idea. Wow. I know. I know. Lost lost to my parents' basement, I'm sure. Wow. Um, probably went into a burn pile at some point. <laughs> Was it fun yeah. telling the superintendent, the principal, and the U.S. congressman, hey, you guys get on up. You're now doing, working for me. Yeah, and you know what? I, I honestly, I don't remember how I came up with that, but my gut tells me it was like, oh, I want to have posters. Well, how am I, <laughs> I going to have them up? Well, there's these people that will be sitting on stage. We'll just have them do them. Or maybe it was Lynn Brand's idea. I, I don't know. I don't know. Give her some credit, too. She helped me tremendously with that speech. My second favorite line of that is when you're done, you say, you guys can go now. <laughs> they did play along pretty well, though. I mean, yeah. they kind of had to. I think if they right. they didn't follow rank and order, it wouldn't have gone over well. But It would not have. Now, Stan does unleash his poster a little bit early. I will say he did not follow directions quite well. And I think Rob opens his up upside down to begin with. So, again... You were the brightest person on that stage. <laughs> well, they brought the physical comedy, you know, it kept it lively, kept it interesting. Yeah. I, I love a couple of the lines that I really loved in there. 
if a brain surgeon asked you to remember something, what would it be? I have many. You talk about the people, though. And like you said, it really was this idea of focusing on the people. The staff brings the school to life. The school, students bring the school to life. And it proves that school is about the people. And I think that as I was watching, I'm like, oh, that's why I've really enjoyed doing this podcast so much. Because it is. It's a reminder of all of the cool people. And you even say, like, yes, we had our issues. We had our clicks. But we did get over that and we did kind of find ways to get along and get a, a get together. And I really thought that you captured everything in that speech. Yeah, I um, and, and, you know, I guess, too, it's fair to acknowledge that not everybody had a great high school experience. And I think all of us struggled in different ways. And, and I will say, like, kudos to all of the listeners that have listened this far, not because it's not a great podcast, because it is. You guys are doing a great job, but because, you know, having that, that care and that desire to, to listen to the stories and to hear from people and, you know, also maybe relive some stuff that we don't want to think about all the time. Um, there were a lot of us that had some, that had struggles. Kudos to everybody that, that made it through and that they're living their best lives now. Well, and, and like you said, it, it's what you choose to remember, what you take away from something, right? And you were the one who told us to to make sure that we remember those things. Just remember, remember the times. If you want, remember the bad, but just remember. And that that really sticks out. And I think that of all the speeches I've heard, and again, I've had 11 of them now teaching high school and Alice had quite a bit. A lot of times they do run into the cliches of, oh, we've done this, we've accomplished this. But you focused the other way. You focused on the idea of, look, let's capture this moment in time. and. I really think that that is the reason you got a standing ovation from our class is that you captured everything about as well as anyone could have. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Sorry, this is not much of an interview and this is just me gushing about your speech. But it really <laughs> so I'll take the compliments. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Do you have any other recollections from high school that you're going, you know what, what, what are the memories that you took away? What are the things that you remember now 21 years later? Oh, man. Well, so I got to say, Joey, so the way that I tell the story, right, is the nicest guy that I ever dated <laughs> because I broke up with you right before my birthday, knowing uh -huh. yeah. you had gotten me a birthday present. Oh, wow. But, but it was it was kind of altruistic. I didn't want to feel I didn't want you to feel like you had to give me something like I didn't want to yeah. wait until after anyway. And then it was the the day of the whatever Christmas assembly. Yeah, Christmas had, assembly. And you come into math class and you, you've got your gift for the Christmas assembly. And I am just in like just a pit of anxiety because I know in my heart of hearts that's my birthday present <laughs> and you're going to give it to somebody else. And the whole day I was just sick, just sick inside. And I'm like in pep band for the assembly. And I'm, I'm just like, like, I'm almost shaking, you know, years later, find out that I have generalized anxiety. So that's, that's helpful. Context. Um, <laughs> so like, you know, waiting and they, you know, start to call, I think it was Brooke Ware went down first and I'm like, man, given my pre and we all knew that that they, that was rigged right we all knew it was a little oh, bit yeah, rigged yeah, but yeah. We and pretended, then but no it was it was rigged 
my name was called and it was like this moment of oh my goodness joey is the nicest guy in the world like i can't believe that he set this aside for me and still wanted to give it to me even though you know we broke up and then come to find out you just wanted it out of your bedroom (laughs) ruined that memory (laughs) so now, yeah, you don't know what happened with the graduation signs. What became of the Indiana Jones poster? Oh, don't worry. Indiana Jones is still in my basement. He <laughs> oversees me when I'm doing laundry, so it's it's good. He's, now, that is yeah. quite a lasting impact. Yeah. I, I don't remember where I found that or whatever. And, and again, to the six listeners who have made it to this point in the podcast, <laughs> they, they're going, okay, why, why are we hashing this out? But seriously, it, it was kind of the thing. Of, again, it was more of, okay, no one's going to like that other than you. So why not? I got to figure out a way to give it to you that doesn't seem too creepy. Uh-huh. Hopefully that worked out. So I'm sorry that I made it, your, your day very anxious. From that oh, point. no, no, no. That wasn't, it was not at all your fault. But it's, it was, it's still, and I still tell the story my way because mm-hmm. my way is much better. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, like, that, that was definitely one of my favorite memories. You know, band just in general um, mm. was always such a, such, such fun. And, and, and being in band with my sister, that was a way that, that we bonded, that we, you know, we weren't really very close otherwise. Cross country, uh, always, you know, I almost always finish last, but I always finish those races. So I still run to this day very slowly. I'll tell you, I I remember making fun of you cross country runners in high school. It's like, why would, why would you want to just run to run? And now I, I love running. And he's notably faster than I am. (laughs) Like it's not even (laughs) close these days. It's not even close. Uh, You know what? It is kind of one of those things that uh, it's fun to see the people we become. Uh, I, I think that in a lot of ways, we always are the people we're in high school. You, you, it's a very formative time. You're really coming into it. But it is kind of fun to see who changes, who adapts, who uh, comes into their own even after high school. And I think that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed with this project is just checking in with people and seeing how they're doing. Uh, Heather, it does not surprise me at all that you are uh, working as a, a manager, mid-level manager, whatever you say, at a Fortune 250 company. Like that. You were destined to do good things, just like so many people in our class. And it's so cool to see that whether it's in Sturgis or outside of Sturgis in the world, that people we know, people we grew up with, people we had those formative moments, memories with, are doing great things in the world. It's true. You have any more tidbits from the ceremony for us? Uh, Let's see. Okay, so after Heather speaks, like she gets the standing ovation. Uh, It's fantastic. Then Stan goes to present the class. He mentions that he'll do the first half of the class and Kurt Meek will do the second. Like, I think sometimes there's stuff like, you know, when you're reading the script, there's stuff in the parentheses. Like, this is what we're going to do, but you don't say it. (laughs) Just reading through it, like, all right, I'm going to do first this. Kurt's going to go second, whatever. Um, The first grad, I'm not going to name names, uh, but they come off the stage and they go the wrong way. So Stan's got to send them back the other way. So we get off to a great start there. Everything else net like that seems to go fine. My dad does try and save uh, videotape, uh, so he cuts off after Heather Skinner, and then he turns right back on on me. But <laughs> I'm not going to call him out. He may or may not get my entire name <laughs> on the video. Uh, but but hey, he got he got everything they needed. And then Ron leads the flipping of the tassels, which is actually kind of fun because Ron says something about this is the moment we've all been waiting for. We flip the tassels. And then no one says anything <laughs> playing the processional. <laughs> so it's like, that's the last thing that's said. It's like, oh, okay, all right. But you know what? 
we didn't care because we had graduated and now we were on to take pictures and go to grad bash and all these other fun things. Was there uh, was there throwing of the hats at our graduation? So a few people did throw originally. Okay. And then as we're proceeding out, then a few more people throw them uh-huh. up. But it's not a huge, it's not everybody. Okay. Most people didn't. Weren't we told not to? Yes. That's what yes. I thought I remember. Like, what was going to happen if we threw our hat? You lose your hat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite kind of consequence. It's great now that everybody decorates their hats yeah. because now you don't have to tell them you're not going to do it. Most people don't do it because they don't want to lose their hat. And then those who do, they find their hat. Yeah. So it, it's the biggest crock that any school does. Don't throw your hat. Well, everybody throws their hat and then you just go find it. So Not anybody- us, though. We followed the rule. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a great day. And it is, it is amazing to me to think that it was now... 21 years ago today when most people will listen to this. All right. So Heather, what we like to do with a lot of our guests is kind of put them to the test. A little fun, friendly competition called the Trojan Wars. And so I thought this would be great to pit someone who gave a phenomenal speech Mm -hmm. with what I would consider the historian of the class of 2002, Joey Wood, and just sort of put some, put your memories to the test. Um, So I've got a couple different things lined up here and we're just going to see how it goes. Now, both of you were in AP Lit as seniors. Is that correct? Scott Miller's AP Lit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. I was not in that class. I don't even know if I know what A and the P and the Lit stand for. So I'm glad you were in it. But my wife Amanda was. So I was able to lean on her a little bit for, for some of this. Wait. Okay. Are you saying Amanda helped out with the podcast? She, in the most minuscule, begrudging way. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Now, Joey, you have famously said that you did not read a single book in the AP Lit class. Is that correct? I, I read six chapters of one of the books. Okay. All right. So we're going to get into AP Lit a little bit. That's going to be the first part. Okay? okay. So these are just some questions that I have, and then uh, we'll see how you do rehashing some AP Lit material. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Heather, are you ready? I am so ready. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. So in your stint in AP Lit with Mm -hmm. Scott Miller, Mm -hmm. you read or studied four texts. Mm -hmm. Take a second and write down those four texts that you read or studied in AP Lit. Uh, So the four texts Mm -hmm. that I have were The Good Earth. Yep. Got The Good Earth. Siddhartha. I got Siddhartha. Candide. Oh, Candide. And The Bible. You read. I don't remember that. You read passages. <laughs> well, from I, the I Bible. do remember. I do remember something about passages from the Bible. But uh, so, Joey, how many of those did you get? I got two. Okay, Joey's got two. Heather, how about you? I got zero, and I actually read the books. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. This does not bode well for the following. The question. first two in that class were Siddhartha and the Good Earth, and after I think I, I think I read six chapters of the Good Earth. And I sort of paid attention when we talked about Siddhartha. And then after that, I was like, oh, what am I doing here? I'm just wasting my time. So, Well, this is going to go great because the next round of questions are, what do you remember from the good earth? <laughs> when I said this could go one of two ways, it's definitely heading one way. It's not the good way. Who was the main character of the good earth? So, so when you said that, I thought, all right, what do I remember? Uh, the Earth was good. <laughs> Earth was good. I remember. Was that the movie that we watched and ate pancakes? I do know we met at Scott's house one time yeah. and had pancakes. I don't remember that. 
There was we watched a movie of one of the books. That was the whole shtick of why we went over there. Okay, so I think it's fairly safe to say that nobody remembers the main character no. of the Good Earth. Great. It was a, it was a, it was the girl, right? Mm. She was a farmer. It was Couldn't a, we say though that really the Earth was the yeah main the Earth. Character? <laughs> the the Earth. Well, let's let's dive deeper into more into the Good Earth. Okay. They have Wang Lung and Olan have three kids. Oh, yeah. What do they do with the second kid in order to help their? Because they're on they're on hard times, you know. Yeah. They're living in poverty. What do they do with their second kid in order to uh, just help their overall situation? I mean, I have a guess. What is your guess? Let's hear it. Did they sell her? I have sell it. No, no. <laughs> sell would have been a humane thing. Oh, they murdered oh, the second oh, kid. Oh. This is taking a turn, folks. This is dark. This is okay. <laughs> All right. Let's just keep going. This is a multiple choice question. So, okay, so right. listen okay. to the choices. I feel like I need to go multiple choice from here on out. All the Siddhartha questions are multiple choice, so I hope Good. you guys are ready. <laughs> All right. Now, they've fallen on hard times. Yeah. They've killed their second kid, Yeah, which they should have sold. Now. <laughs> All right. Would have gotten money that way. I yeah. mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> they, anyway, so – in order to improve their situation, they don't want to kill another kid. It's too, it's gone too far. Mm -hmm. All right. They have, um, they have limits. Yes. They in order to improve their situation, do they a sell all of their possessions? Do they B move to the city to find work? Do they C sell all their possessions, but not their land? They, okay. They maintain their land. Is it D all of the above or is it, E, this is just true AP test yeah. fashion, or is it E, A, and B only? Now, again, your answer is okay. hinges on me also <laughs> reading the Wikipedia correctly just two hours ago. <laughs> so it... jo Joey, I think we need to team up on this. I think okay, we, need to, not input, we need to team up, okay? I thought it was C. So they they sell all of their possessions, but they it's keep the earth. Because it's the good earth. That's my thinking. And then AP... A and B only. C is the I, I think it's C the only one in there. That, that was my gut feeling. I, I'm I'm with you on this. I'm with you uh, on this. I think it's logic. Yes, they sell all possessions, not the land. Later on, they do yeah. eventually move to the city, blah, blah, blah. But okay. the main thing is, okay, they, they can't get rid of the land. So you the good earth. The earth was in fact good. good. It was. Excellent. It was. And and here's the thing that people have not we we were good together working it out. This is this is the quiz bowl in us. Oh That's true. Yes. It's a, yes. We found a way to shoehorn quiz bowl into yet another episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna give Joey his we're gonna no points awarded for the follow-up stuff, but okay. Joey's up two nothing because it, he was able to correctly identify two of the texts that you guys studied. Uh -huh. Is uh -huh. that acceptable to you? That is fair. That is okay. fair. Let's move on to the Siddhartha. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> I have, uh, let's see, I have three Siddhartha questions. Okay. All right. These are all multiple choice. So take a second, write down your choice, and then we'll go through. Okay. All right. First question about Siddhartha. What country, what present day country did Siddhartha take place in? Is it A, India, B, Bhutan, C, Tibet, or D, Nepal? Okay. Question two. Siddhartha goes on some sort of spiritual journey, I think, if I am reading this correctly, with his, a very good friend of his. What is that friend's name? Is it A, Govina, B, Shandi, C, Ramesh, or D, Juswe? And the, the last question about Siddhartha, 
mercifully for everyone, <laughs> listeners, just everyone in the room, all of it. Uh, what object becomes a central figure in the story? Is it A, a well, B, a lake, C, a river, or D, a mountain? <laughs> okay. Are we ready to, re I mean, people are waiting with bated breath. Yes, I know. Get down to it. Okay. Question yeah. A, what country does Siddhartha take place in? Heather, what was your response? C. C, she said Tibet. Joey? India. India's, the correct answer was Nepal. Nepal. No points awarded there. Okay. The friend's name. Heather, what did you say? What was your choice for that? C. Heather said C, Joey? D. D. No, the correct answer was A, Govina. Okay. I literally made up the name for choice D. I made up the name this <laughs> way. I like that. I saw it started down and I was oh, so happy. for my completely made up name. All right. And then uh, what object becomes a central figure? Heather, what did you say for number three? A. I said A, a well. I said C, a river. Ooh, the correct answer is C, a river. Joey takes a strong three to nothing lead. You guys also read about Candide. I didn't have time to go through the Wikipedia. I, I didn't have time in AP English to read it, so thank you. And the Bible, uh, I did not jump into the Bible is, either. Is that the one with Jesus? Jesus plays prominently in Is there. he the main character? <laughs> well, it might be the lady. Mary. Oh, Mary. It could be Mary as the main character. Okay. Now, so Joey's up 3 nothing. Now, the second part of this question, uh, Heather, you live in Milwaukee, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I check you're on the border of, like, Milwaukee and, what was it, Wauwatosa? Wauwatosa. Wauwatosa. Okay, that's yeah. a, just a spectacular Wisconsin name also. Mm -hmm. Now, Heather, are you a coffee drinker by any chance? I am. I okay, am. good, because a lot rides <laughs> on you being a coffee drinker. Do you, do you visit any coffee houses in the area by any chance? I do. Okay, good. Good. Okay. All right. I have a chance. I have a chance because clearly my knowledge of trivia is lacking, but my drinking of coffee, it puts me up there. Okay, okay, I'm ready okay. for this. So I, I, and and now Joey is a lifelong Atlanta Braves fan. When mm -hmm. you guys hung out, did you ever talk about the Atlanta Braves? Did you ever make you watch a Braves game on TBS? Oh, I, I'm certain. I'm certain. Although I, I remember less the Braves and more the Cornhuskers. Yeah, um, okay. I think it was the season that we were dating. We yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's the second part of this game. And it, it might not go well, but it can't go worse than the first part. No. <laughs> So I'm it's reassuring. To, That's reassuring, Al. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to read a name, uh -huh. and you're going to have to tell me whether oh. this is a Milwaukee coffee shop or oh. if it's a name of an Atlanta Braves player or both. Oh, I love it. I love okay? it. <laughs> so I'm going to read the names. We'll just go through all of them, and then we'll, there's 10 of them. We'll go through all of them, and then we'll reveal the answers. Okay? Uh, all right. So the first, the first name or first word here. Again, is it a coffee shop? Is it a Braves player? Or is it both? Okay. Anodyne. Blue Moon. Next is Vendetta. Or Vendetta, I guess, would be the proper pronunciation. <laughs> okay. The fourth one is Brugger. The coffee, a Brave, or both? All right. The next one, number five here, halfway through, is Toussaint. Uh, moving on to number six, Valentine. Valentine. Number seven here is Contreras. Number eight, Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I 
great relief pitcher from the 95 team. Phil <laughs> <Little> Starbucks. <laughs> okay. Number nine, Valdez. Coffee shop, brave player, or both. And the last one, number 10. I think I'm at number 10. Mm-hmm. You are. McDonald. Is that a trick question? So here's what I did to arrive at the coffee shops. I just went to Google Maps, searched for coffee shops, and just scrolled and picked. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of a lot of places to drink coffee. All right, so we're going to reveal whether he's a Milwaukee area coffee shop, an Atlanta Braves baseball player, or both. Now, the Braves are the most storied franchise in baseball. They've been around since the 18th, since 1876. One of them, yeah. So uh, a lot of players. Yes, over 20,000, I don't know, <laughs> 20,000 games I think they've played in their yeah, career. Yeah, seems about right. And yeah. I, Joey should know most of them. All right. So the first one is Anodyne. Is that a coffee shop, a Braves player, or both? I went coffee. Okay, that is that is correct. That is a coffee shop. Have you been there? I have. All right. <laughs> okay. The next one is Blue Moon. Is that a coffee shop, Brave player, or both? I went coffee. I went brave player. That was, in fact, a brave player. A nickname there. That's... Is Blue Moon Odom. You know Blue Moon Odom, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Heather's crawling back in this. She's mm-hmm. down four to two, mm-hmm. and she's got a fighting chance. The third one is Vendetta. Coffee shop, brave player, or both? Heather? Coffee. I had brave. Ooh, that is coffee. Mm. Four to three. All right. Next one down is Bruger. Coffee shop, brave player, both. Brave. Coffee. That is coffee. But Joey's at five to three now. Okay, next we are on to Toussaint. Coffee shop, brave player, or both. Heather? Brave. It is a brave. That is a brave. Both get (laughs) get points there. Mm -hmm. Both get points there. I think the next I said was Valentine, correct? Mm -hmm. Heather, what do you say? I'm saying both. I said brave. It is just coffee. Is Ooh. just coffee. Oh man! I just coffee. took a lucky guess. I felt like, or not an unlucky guess because yeah. I felt like Valentine. There's got to be one yeah. named Valentine. But had you heard of the coffee shop Valentines? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm glad that I'm. They're actually in business still. This is great. <laughs> okay. So six to four. Joey's the lead. Next name. Next word name is Contreras. Heather. Brave. Brave. That is a brave. Correct. Both, point, both, both get a point there. Seven to five, Joey. Now we are on to Starbucks or Starbucks. Heather? Coffee. Coffee? I had coffee. Just coffee. I thought maybe, uh, you know, all right. I thought maybe I'd get a, a both out of that one. Uh, Joey's up eight to six. Now we're on to Valdez. Heather? Brave. And both? Ooh, it is just, it is just a brave. Oh, man. This is we so Oh, diggity dog. Here we go. Do you see, Joey, how I went from let's team up to now it's a competition? Yeah. Yes. Oh, this is, is this making up for how poorly the first, the first session went? I I I almost feel, I almost feel like it cut most of the first session. (laughs) This is where the, this is where the money is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the last one is McDonald. Heather? So this is a tough one because uh-huh. if you consider McDonald's does serve coffee, I'm saying both. Okay, Joey? I had both. It is both. Mm-hmm. It is both. So Joey maintains his one-point lead. He emerges yeah. victorious nine to eight. Oh, Ooh. 
Joey is crowned king of the Trojan Wars. Now, I finished undefeated. Joey, you have just a slight blemish, a tie with Marco on your I Trojan no Wars. I have no blemish <laughs> if you realize that KB owns Toy Works. I can't. We can't do this anymore. We can't do it anymore. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, you know your you know your Milwaukee area coffee shops, and Joey, you know your brave baseball players. So you, yeah, that, I didn't that know him as well as uh, I thought I might. Yeah. So uh, I think Heather definitely knew her coffee more than I know my Braves. So yeah. uh, Heather, so it was so much fun having you on here. Thank you so much for number one giving an awesome speech uh, at graduation, and number two being an awesome person and being willing come on to this podcast and spend an hour of your time talking with us about coffee in the Milwaukee area and the good earth. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. I had a great time. Thank you so much. Well, I tell you what, I had not had a chance to listen to the graduation speech since we heard it live the first time, but your retelling, getting her insights Man, what a speech. I, I love getting some of that background from her. Yeah. And and getting a chance to catch on up. I mean, Heather was an amazingly smart uh, member of our class. Always had real cool ideas. Always great to hang out with. So getting to check in with her was fantastic. Yes. You know what? I think would be a nice gesture if you sent her another poster. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like uh, that chapter in our lives is probably... <laughs> Fair enough. Ship has sailed. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, great to hear from Heather anyway. Well, Al, you know, we've been kind of holding back mm-hmm. because just like with graduation, we kind of have to leave. Yes. We're, we're telling you for the last time, as we said. But, you know, there's always another class willing to come on up and become the seniors. Take your place. As what every good season one needs mm-hmm. is a worthy follow-up season two. So, Guys, just know that we are working on trying to set something up for a season two to possibly follow and see what the class of 2003 thinks yeah. of Sturgis High School. You know, who who would be some interesting cast of characters to get in that 2003 well, class to continue this on? I don't know if I can name names, okay, but I will put out there that we've been in talks with a certain, let's call him Pat C, Ooh. about possibly... Uh, Possibly uh, taking this where he might see it. Pat sees a little bit of a dead giveaway. You okay, wanna... should should we say P. Clancy? Oh, that's better. Okay, that's, all okay. right, good, yes. good, good. Uh, so, hey, just be on the lookout because maybe a season two, uh, who knows? Yeah. Maybe there will be something more here. I want to know what the class of 03 was up to. All right, the hits will just keep coming. See you in episode 10, part four.